You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Bucks fans, welcome to your therapy session. And Kaylee's gonna yeah, he's gonna lead it. us into that Bucks offense versus this Panthers defense. And we're just okay. gonna we're just gonna release some demons. We're gonna exercise for these guys. We're gonna we're gonna handle the spooky season that they just could not could not handle. Um, mm-hmm. They definitely couldn't. Okay, so on offense. Okay, let's set the table by saying I don't know if this is getting too far. Should we talk about some of the guys that they were missing in context of this, or should we get into that later on case? I would say later on. Okay. Let's get because into they it. They should have been on. able to get the job done with who was there. I agree. And that's why I, yeah, we're on the same page then. Okay. We're getting oh. it into this Casey. And my first point of contention, if you will, is there was just a snowball of mistakes on offense. I mean, you start with a third play of the game Mike Evans who I mean almost got a hundred yards in this like again like statistically on paper you look at what this team was able to do offensively not terrible we've been calling for Mike Evans to have a hundred yard game he was four yards shy Mm-hmm. Four or six something like yeah yeah 94 90 okay four yards shy at 96 yards four yards shy Tom Brady had 290 yards but it was a, why weren't they able to get the job done? Why weren't they able to get into the end zone? A snowball of mistakes. So the first series, Mike Evan bobbles this beautiful, perfectly thrown pass by Tom Brady in like the most on Mike Evans way. Like this is just so our, our producer literally asked us and he was like, this is a joke, right? Like this was a gift. That was a meme. This was a meme, right? This was fake. No. This is real. Mike Evans, you heard me say it correctly. Real knife. Bobbled and missed what would have been a 64-yard touchdown pass. I mean, he he had nothing but the end zone in front of him. Mm. Bobbles it, loses it, and that's essentially the story of the first series. They just can't – they can't find the rhythm after that. They can't get back on track. Second series, okay, they start moving the ball. Guess who gets the ball, Casey? Co-keep, you get 18 yards moving it. Woo, Lost woo, my let's whole go. head on that one. Let's I'm like, fire. <laughs> and then Robert Hainsey fumbles, can't recover. They can't recover for the rest of the series. Ugh. Third series, what happens? Well, Mike Evans kind of redeems himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets a 16-yard pass. It's not a 64-yard touchdown, but hey, we'll, we'll take, take it. it. <laughs> Then what happens? Okay, Chris Godwin. Oh, I like this. 18 yards on a third and three. Oh, but guess what, Casey? There's a penalty. Now it's third and eight, and you can't get it done. And that's the third series. 
what happens on the fourth series? You're moving the ball. You're moving consistently. It's like five yards here, four yards here. You're moving the ball. You're moving the chains. In fact, you have three first and tens. You're moving the ball. Well, then what happens? Well, you get sacked. You let up a sack. And now you're at third and 24. That's the entire first half. I just told it to you. A snowball of mistakes. It's positive, just one positive big negative, positive, positive, big negative. One thing led to another. One thing led to another. And mm-hmm. they just could not recover. Even when they did have something positive, like you said, they had something even bigger that was negative that they come. And so my first point is they just, this offense just could not get out of their own way between missing catches to fumbles to penalties, like to sacks. Like they just could not get out of their own way, Casey. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, because again, they were moving the ball a little bit, like 18 yards, 16 yards, you get 18 yards, but then you get the penalty. Mm-hmm. You move it, you move it down the you get three first and tens and then the sack and it's just that's like they moved the ball enough but never to the end zone yeah because something always happened and they just were not able to recover they they it seems like they were out of sync from the beginning of this game to the end of this game offensively and again not just tom brady this is on mike evans this is on chris godwin this is on the o-line this is on robert hainsey like this is this is on the coaches this is on the play calling this is on everyone Mm -hmm. no one was in sync no one was on the same page uh i mean you're, you're continuing to embarrass yourself with this run game and and like having somebody like leonard fournette on your team and just not doing anything with him it's Mm -hmm. it's completely embarrassing Casey and as we as we continue to to go on because they were scrambling because the snowball effect happened what you saw was instead of getting creative instead of doing the things that we saw work hey Coquive just got 18 yards uh they reverted back they reverted yep. back to their old ways yeah that's exactly what they did um it looked like they had positive movement and then they would panic and then panic would push them back into bad habits and foreign patterns and that's the worst thing you can do especially look and i and i i think i said this one of the previous shows that we just did or maybe in in conversation but when you're going to play a team that only has one win under their belt and as you mentioned third string qb all these all these variables that play into like you have an opportunity here. You have a platform yep. to consistently try to be creative, to consistently plug in some things and say, how is this going to translate? Because you got to look at the big picture. So when you get an 18-yard 18, 18 yard play out of Co'Keefe perfectly, beautifully, beautifully, and you never circle back to that opportunity or you never try that exact play one more time, or maybe you try it one more time and – even if he didn't execute well on that, if they did try it again, you don't give them two tries and then completely count it out when you have four quarters of football to play versus a team that has one win under their belt. So you can't panic and completely revert to old ways right out the gate. The creativity died middle of the second quarter and never existed in the second half, which is awful. And what makes it even worse is that as you just explained, Kaylee, they had all these progressions. They did, they did these things and realistically, statistically, they outplayed in, in yeah. certain circumstances the Panthers. The Bucs had 66 offensive plays to Carolina's 50, which shows you Carolina played with intention and yep. precision and 
you know, did things that they tried things that would work and then they would continue to pound it out. This team does something, it works, and then they barely circle back to it. They didn't start getting Kate Otten more involved in the game until the freaking end. The end, the second half, number one, fourth quarter more so. All of a sudden, Kate Otten becomes your, your top target. He ranks number two in receptions for this team. Post-game statistics, that's that's ugly. They completely pulled away from whatever idea that they started working with in the first quarter there. Something else to keep in mind, Bucks had 322 offensive yards to Carolina's 343, and, well, Carolina started running the ball down their throat. They have to find a way to be way more efficient because they're not doing that. It looks like they're going out there, as I said a couple moments ago, and just throwing things together. There's no efficiency. There's no strategy. There's receivers you know, veterans and non-veterans that are running the wrong routes or very confused on where they're lining up and how they're supposed to be executing. It's week seven. Why are you confused? Did you guys not hang out as a team before this game? Did you guys not have any conversation? Did you guys not have your film study sessions that you used to do last season all the time and those extra little meetings that you used to do? That, that was something that played into this team pulling it together. What, because there's not 10,000 COVID protocols in play that are forcing you guys to be really strategic with your time and get that extra time with one another because you have different hallways to walk down and all these things that are playing into it. It's like once the COVID restrictions got lifted and they and they didn't try to come up with ways to come together as a team in the time slots that they you know were, were gifted by the league to be together, all of a sudden people are just willy-nilly and all over the place. I wonder what's really going on off, out, out, off the field because – you're not seeing a team. You're not seeing any unison. You know, you mentioned penalties, Kaylee. They accumulated 30 penalty yards to Carolina's 15. This yeah. is something Bruce Arians used to get on this team about last season and the season before that, playing against yourself, beating yourself. Bucks had the most first downs. They had 17 first downs versus Carolina's 14. 14 passing first downs, three rushing first downs. So they even tried to, I don't know, shift it a little bit to have more passing first downs versus hand Lenny the ball and try to get the first down all the time. But it comes back to this third down efficiency, abysmal. Their third down efficiency is garbage. No one knows what's going on on this team and it's showing it's showing so loudly and it's going to get them through the final week of the regular season and everybody's going to go home and call it a season. We're not even looking at playoffs right now. Not with this team. They panicked way too early. There's too much miscommunication for veteran presence, even non-veteran presence. The young guys are showing more capability than your older guys out there. This Madden team just turned into madness with no good behind it. Besides the fact that you might have a few glimmers of hope in guys like K-Dot and Rashad White. Rashad White came out of the backfield, did something yeah. nice on, on, on before third and eight, I believe it was. And then all of a sudden, he's not going to him. Why? Yep. Then you've got Leonard Fournette, who couldn't even generate any running, any, any rushing yards today. Nope. So that's the frustration is you have so much good to work with, but I think it's beyond that at this point. There's a conversation that's not being had or had the right way within this team so that they can start getting on the right trajectory because you can't, because this isn't a dumb team either. If there's anything that I've said about most of the guys on this team heading into training camp, throughout training camp, heading into the season, is that there's so many players on this roster that have a, a, a beautiful football IQ, that are so smart, 
that stick to the book, that show up early, leave late, all the good things, yada, yada, yada. But you would not see any of that demonstrated by the last two games that you have seen out of this team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's a problem. It's a huge problem, Casey. It's a huge problem, and it's not. It's not their only one. I. They've they have got a lot of problems, and they're stacking up, in in lots of ways. And you might be asking yourself. Is this team underperforming or are they just bad? That's a great question. It's a very good question. Right now, I'm not I, I'm not 100%. Maybe by the end of this episode, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick one side or the other. I think in some ways, there are certain members of this team that are underperforming. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they're being set up for success. And one of those guys is Leonard Fournette in this and this and and it's not all on Lenny, but you have to consider the inconsistency, Casey. In his game, how come this guy has – he shines, and he's the only – and we're calling him Pumpkin Spice Lenny, and he's the only one on this offense that is carrying the team on his back. And then you have a week like this where Leonard Fournette is – he has 19 yards rushing. Yep. Seven yards receiving. That's he rushed the ball, Lenny. He, <laughs> he averaged 2.4 yards per carry. This team as a whole, rushing, averaged 2.9 yards. I mean, that's that down. Works. That's down <laughs> from even their 3.3 yards rushing. I mean, this is literally, Casey, the worst rushing offense in the NFL. And that, I mean, it's it's mind blowing that mm-hmm. that is a real statistic. That this is the worst rushing offense in the NFL, and it's true. And it's true. Not only that, so they only had forty six yards rushing today. They also turned the ball over twice on downs because they tried to rush. Leonard Fournette rushed on third and one and fourth and one, couldn't make it. So they the turned the ball, was terrifying to watch. They turned it over on downs twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. And it's and 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 I don't know and Casey I'm interested in your opinion on this. I don't know whether this is Leonard Fournette and 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 it's mostly on him or it's a combination between him and this offensive line but anytime you see him run, he's running into a pile of people. <laughs> and 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 it's like there's no protection. There's no gaps, which like part of it, again, on the offensive line. But then it's mm-hmm. like he's not doing anything for himself to set himself up for success. He's not being patient, you know, waiting for gaps. He's not he's not doing any of that. So I, that's why I think it's maybe on both of them. Agreed. But it, but it's it's just it's abysmal. If I mean, and and this is from the Bucks, who at the beginning of the year said, oh, our bread and butter this season is going to be our run game. 
Ding, That's ding, ding. <laughs> well, we're really putting a lot of emphasis on our run game. Mm-hmm. That's what they said during training camp. That's what they said at the beginning of the season. And I don't know where they emphasized. I have I no know. idea what they have started to potentially do differently than come in and say, we're just going to put this entire run game on Leonard Fournette's back. I think that him being the workhorse somehow got to him, or it's not the system for him to be the workhorse. Because I will say this, when he was with the Jaguars, he was a big part of their success getting to playoffs. And he was an over a thousand yard rushing, t- rushing, yeah. you know, running back or whatever. And that worked then. Then again, younger, different system, a lot of different variables that play into that sort of success. So with that said, this might not be the system where Lenny can be your 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 one-trick pony, your workhorse. You drafted a guy like Rashad White. Has he been a little inconsistent? Absolutely. He's a freaking rookie. But who's working with him? I will say this, and I'm and I genuinely respect every guy on this team, like honestly. But what I will say is that any time that Leonard Fournette is asked about Rashad White in a press conference or an interview, it's not the greatest commentary that he makes back. It's almost like a backhanded comment, if you will. So it feels like they tried to create this level of competition. They didn't clarify people's roles and skill set. If you're not good at punching a hole, if you don't have this, this clarity, this, this, this clairvoyant vision in order to get through gaps, then you can't compare yourself to somebody who can do that. It's not no. your strong suit. Your no. strong suit is being strong. Is that once you start getting downfield, once you get that momentum, you're hard to stop because you're harder to bring down. You're stronger. You're big, you're bigger bodied. Rashad White and Leonard Fournette are not the same no. kind of running back whatsoever. But are they constantly in conversations being pitted against one another? Yes. Do I kind of feel that energy whenever Leonard Fournette is asked about Rashad White? Yes. When I've had a chance to ask Rashad White about Leonard Fournette as a mentor during training camp, he jokingly, and I I, I clarify and I say strongly, jokingly said, I didn't even know if the guy liked me, but we really don't know how much that plays into the situation. I'm yeah. putting all these pieces together to say that I think it's on both ends. I think that the coaches came in and tried to create this sort of competition with no plan, no strategy, no saying you're good at this, you're good at that, we're going to execute you here, execute you there. They wanted to overload Leonard Fournette, and Lenny was eating it up when it was working. It's not working. This you no. know you know what to expect out of your offensive line. Why are you t- choosing to run certain plays on certain downs with Leonard Fournette versus Rashad White? Why are yep. you choosing to run the ball versus having that pass catching running back that was that seemed like an important pickup during the draft and you're barely using him. Yep. There's no yeah. logic in anything that they're doing. So I love yeah. what Leonard Fournette can do within his skill set and his strengths, but they've missed two opportunities now to actually start grooming Rashad White to play the role that he needs to play. Gio Bernard has been a bust since the beginning of this season, unable to contribute. Keyshawn Vaughn, there's been question marks around. This running back room is abysmal. There's no, abysmal. there's no logic. Well, and and Casey, again, like that's it, to me, that's on the coaches. Like you hey, have to A 100%. be clear from the very beginning. And two, like if what you're thinking in your head is not fitting the player that is there then you need to change. Something has to change. You can't force yep. a square into a round hole. It's not going to happen. We learned that in kindergarten. Elementary yeah. I'm teaching that to my 18-month-old. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not one of those things. You have to 
You have to embrace the kind of running back that Leonard Fournette is. Use him when you can. And maybe this off, maybe your plan was to use him in that way, but that was when you had a different offensive line. Yeah. You don't have them. You don't have the same guys. So you have to adjust. You have Mm -hmm. to adjust plans. What do the best teams do? They, the best teams adjust. And this is not doing that, especially not in the run game. It is a bis. It's the worst. I mean, it's clearly the worst part of this offense. And if they're going to improve at all, they have to improve that because frankly, that is one of the biggest things holding this offense back from moving the ball down the field, because you'll notice. And what I did say, Coquif, that's a catch. Mike Evans. Oh, that's a catch. Oh, uh, Chris Godwin. That was a catch. They're moving the ball a little bit better, even though it was not a great day today for Tom right. or them. You know, again, they ran the wrong route. They dropped the ball way too much. It was still better than the run game. So mm-hmm.